Welcome to the Ultradent Products Podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce Dr. Howard Strassler. Dr. Strassler is Professor and Director of Operative Dentistry at the University of Maryland Dental School. He has presented over 400 lectures nationally and internationally on techniques and selection of dental materials in clinical use and aesthetic restorative dentistry. He is a fellow in the Academy of Dental Materials, a member of the Academy of Operative Dentistry and International Association of Dental Research. He is on the editorial review board for several prominent dental journals, is a consultant to the VA, and a consultant and clinical evaluator to over 15 dental manufacturers. Dr. Strassler has published over 450 articles in the field of restorative dentistry and innovations in dental practice and has also co-authored several chapters in texts. Dr. Strassler has a general practice in Baltimore, Maryland that is limited to restorative dentistry and aesthetics. Dr. Strassler will be presenting on minimally invasive aesthetic dentistry with microabrasion. In recent years, minimally invasive or minimal intervention dentistry has become really a catchword for what we should look for when deciding on the treatment for our patients. While much of the focus with aesthetic treatment has been restorative interventions with bonded restorations, there are times that a minimally invasive treatment alternative may be the answer. Intrinsic enamel discoloration can occur due to enamel fluorosis, dismineralization, and decalcification. These conditions can sometimes be treated with the minimally invasive treatment of microabrasion. Intrinsic discoloration of the enamel can be caused by a high level of fluoride uptake when the enamel is developing during tooth formation. This condition is referred to as fluorosis or enamel modeling. This condition presents itself clinically as brownish and white enamel defects with a modeled appearance on almost all the teeth. Another condition that contributes to enamel discoloration is chronic retention of plaque on enamel surfaces that lead to enamel decalcification and demineralization. When these lesions are reversed with good oral hygiene and fluoride remineralization therapy, the enamel many times retains a whitish and brownish discoloration that's embedded in the superficial layer. One dental treatment that has contributed to this decalcification phenomenon is orthodontic treatment using bonded brackets. Chronic retention of plaque adjacent to the difficult-to-clean orthodontic brackets can lead to enamel discolorations of this demineralization-remineralization lesion. For these patients, the discoloration has a classical bullseye appearance. When the brackets are removed, the enamel that was sealed by the adhesive bracket was protected from plaque, while the enamel adjacent to the bracket shows the effects of chronic plaque retention. These discolorations are typically superficial within the body of the enamel, usually only penetrating to a depth of two to three-tenths of a millimeter within the enamel. Another condition is enamel dismineralization. This condition is characterized as a disturbance of the inorganic component of the enamel during tooth development. An example of enamel dismineralization is when you note during an examination that one or two of the central incisors has a brownish-whitish spot discoloration, or it may have a white spot, uh, a hypoplastic enamel. It has been hypothesized that this condition may be due to the disturbance in the amelogenesis during tooth development. 
that there may have been trauma to the primary central incisors, primary anterior teeth, causing them to be intruded into the alveolus, disturbing the enamel tooth buds as the permanent teeth are developing. This disturbance in the development of the enamel of the permanent central incisors leaves them with the enamel hypocalcification, or what we see as white spots, or sometimes a brownish-white staining of the facial enamel. Since typically there's no historic record of the trauma, these cases are typically diagnosed as having an unknown etiology. For both mild to moderate fluorosis and decalcification, remineralization, enamel discolorations, the minimally invasive treatment of microabrasion can be the treatment of choice. Enamel dismineralization that's superficial within the enamel may also be amenable to treatment with microabrasion. In some circumstances, microabrasion combined with bleaching provides the patient with an easy treatment to change the appearance of one's smile. In fact, microabrasion can be considered one of the whitening procedures that we do for our patients. So what is microabrasion? Microabrasion is a term coined as a clinical treatment by Dr. Ted Kroll, a pediatric dentist in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Microabrasion refers to the use of a paste created by mixing a low concentration hydrochloric acid with a silicone carbide abrasive and then a silica gel as a bonding compound to create the paste. The compound is available as ultra-dense opal luster product. This place is then applied with a disposable flattened wooden stick or a special uh, cup that has brushes in it or a hard cup that's placed in a right angle latch-type handpiece that has a gear reduction, generally 8 to 1 or 10 to 1, so we're running the handpiece at less than 500 RPMs. Opal Luster allows for the controlled enamel abrasion to remove the superficial enamel discolorations on teeth that have been discolored with fluorosis, dismineralization, and decalcification remineralization, and will remove the enamel to depths of 2 to 3 tenths of a millimeter to affect this color change. You can use microabrasion for both the maxillary and mandibular arches. Another method to remove intrinsically stained enamel is called macroabrasion. Macroabrasion refers to the use of a fine finishing diamond burr with a high-speed handpiece, using air water spray and gently removing that superficial enamel layer. When using macroabrasion, the process takes less time but leaves the enamel with a roughened appearance. In a research project uh, I participated in, I evaluated the use of microabrasion only macroabrasion only, and a combined macroabrasion followed by microabrasion technique. Our findings, published in the Journal of Aesthetic Dentistry, revealed that the combined macroabrasion-microabrasion technique combined provided the patient with a more time-efficient technique with the smooth, smoothest surface. Currently, I use a combined technique. So what's the technique? How do you perform microabrasion to your patients? Well, first you need a clinical diagnosis consistent with a condition treatable by microabrasion. The teeth are cleaned of any calculus stain and plaque, and then you determine how many teeth are, be, are to be treated. I typically assess the depth of the discoloration using an LED curing light, transilluminating the teeth from the lingual surface. The blue light shining through the enamel provides an indication of the depth of any white opaque spots that are present. 
If light readily passes through the enamel, it means that the discoloration is located superficially in the enamel and is treated with micro, treatable with microabrasion. Prolonged exposure of the gingival tissues to the opaluster paste can lead to a mild gingival ulceration. With this in mind, it's recommended that a dental dam be used. When using the opaluster for to protect the gingival tissues from the hydrochloric acid. To be sure the dental dam is stable on the teeth, I recommend the use of a clamp or retainer. Typically, I go one tooth distal to the teeth I'm treating on both sides of the whitening procedure. It's important that we have a seal of the dam against the gingival tissues. So in that case, I use a product called Oraseal, an oral caulking material around the contours of the facial margin of the gingiva and the interproximal gingival tissues. I do this for each tooth that will be treated. This and the rubber dam provides an excellent seal between uh, the outside and the inside. And with the dam in place, I verify that the dam is also inverted on each tooth. Now I don't have to worry about the hydrochloric acid paste seeping under into the gingival tissues. While doing the procedure, it's important to have both uh, have the patient, your chairside assistant, and yourself wearing eye protection to avoid splatter into your eyes. Once the teeth are isolated, you're ready to treat the teeth. First, I'll take a fine flame finishing diamond, typically 50 micron grit, using a water-cooled high-speed handpiece and I remove the superficial layer of the stained enamel to a minimal depth. This macroabrasion reduces chair time and initiates the removal of the stained enamel surfaces. The teeth to be treated then have the opaluster compound applied with a syringe tip to a thickness of approximately one millimeter on all the teeth. The opaluster compound is then polished into the enamel surface with a special rubber cup that comes with the Opal Luster Kit using a gear down reduction slow speed right angle handpiece. And I'm running the RPMs generally at less than 500 RPMs. I'm treating each tooth for at least 20 to 30 seconds and no more than 60 seconds. An alternative technique to the handpiece is to rub the Opal Luster paste into the enamel surface with flat wooden sticks. After each application, I rinse the teeth with water using my tri-syringe, always being certain that I have a high-speed evacuation tip directly in line with the water spray to avoid acid splatter. I will use the opal paste for up to three applications. This controls the enamel removal to no more than three-tenths of a millimeter. You will notice that between each rinse and dry cycle, the enamel will have a flat etched appearance due to the hydrochloric acid. After three applications, I wet the teeth with water and evaluate the result. If I want additional whitening, with the dental dam still in place, I apply an in-office bleaching gel, uh, something like Opalescence Boost, for 15 minutes. I rinse and dry, and then I reapply it for an additional 15 minutes for whitening. I then remove the dental dam and the Oraseal from around the gingival tissues. I rinse the patient's mouth thoroughly, and I evaluate the color change. Once the dam's removed, I'm now able to polish the enamel with a rubber abrasive point. I prefer the cup shape 
of a rubber point, and typically I'm using the Jiffy points from Ultradent. After polishing, I paint the teeth with an amorphous calcium phosphate paste, the MI paste from GC America, and then I treat the teeth with a sodium fluoride gel for five minutes. Because of the tooth isolation, the teeth usually appear lighter in color due to enamel dehydration. If the patient desires additional whitening, an at-home tray bleaching can be provided to the patient. Using this minimally invasive technique of microabrasion, you can change the appearance of enamel discolored teeth to a point that the patient will be happy with their smile. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. For a full archive of our podcast, please visit podcast.ultradent.com. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for an upcoming podcast, please call us at 800-268-9010.